Well, good morning. Hey, I, I promise you I'm awake today, much more awake than I was yesterday. It's Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, Heroium Slava. Uh, April 20th? Oh, yes. For those of you who care, it's 420. Anyway, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I, I, in case I haven't mentioned, I really appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow where I will be much better. Uh, tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Uh, and let's start, as we usually do, with... Uh, Having a sip of my coffee. And then uh, we'll start with uh, Russia and Ukraine war. And the the war in Ukraine that's going on over there. NATO Secretary uh, Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg paid his first visit to Kyiv since Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, During his visit, a uh, Reuters uh, photographer said that Stoltenberg paid his respects to Ukrainian soldiers who had been killed in the war and reviewed damaged Russian military equipment. Of course, Ukraine uses a lot of, a lot of its equipment, the military equipment they have is Russian, right? Because they used to be part of Russia. Of course, all their equipment is like 30 some odd years old, right? Um... The Russian military has launched a video campaign to lure more professional soldiers into fighting in Ukraine. The advertisement, which has been released on uh, Russian uh, social networking sites, follows a report from British military intelligence and Russian uh, media reports that suggests Moscow is seeking to recruit up to 400,000 volunteer professional soldiers to aid its war efforts. The video states that men who sign up with the Russian Defense Ministry will get a salary of 204,000 rubles, which ends up being about uh, $2,500 a month, just under $2,500 a month. Uh, The TASS news agency said that a Russian court has again fined Wikipedia's owner 1.5 million rubles, which is like $18,400, for failing to take down an article on the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, Russia uh, has hit Wikimedia Foundation with several fines in recent months, but is not yet planning to block the service, uh, according to the Ministry of uh, Digital Affairs. Denmark and the Netherlands have agreed to buy and donate 14 Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. Danish Ministry of Defense said in a statement, the Netherlands and Denmark today announced our intention to jointly acquire, refurbish, and donate 14 Leopard 2A4 tanks for Ukraine. It said the German tanks would be supplied from early 2024 and the estimated cost of 165 million euros, which is like $180 million, would be equally divided. Uh, In this way, We will jointly take part in the Leopard 2 coalition, supported by many partners and allies. Uh, So let's just do the math on this. 
uh, 14 tanks for 180 million. So let me see, 40 divided by uh, 14, that's like eh, about three. So that's, um, uh, is that 13, 13, uh, did I get that right? 13 times 14, 13 million, uh, 13 million? 13 million dollars each, is that right? 13, no. Well, no, that's 18 million dollars each, something like that. Is it 18 million? I think that's it. <clears throat> About, approximately. Or is it 13 million? Oh, more. Uh, maybe I'm having a rough time today. I don't know. But 13 million, that's not so bad if you want a tank, right? Anyway, uh, moving on. The Swiss Department of Economic Affairs, Education, and Research, uh, which spells ear in case you're curious, uh, said Switzerland will add the Wagner Group and news agency RIA uh, to its sanctions list against Russia. Uh, more sanctions for uh, media over in Russia for lying, lying, pants on fire lying. A Ukrainian major in the 59th Brigade said a counteroffensive against Russian forces could begin at any time. He said, we are all ready, but there is an order there is a chief of staff planning the operation. We trust their orders. There may be a sudden attack. Remember how we liberated Kherson. Nobody knew and everything happened quickly, but it took us about eight months to get to this point. Our struggle will continue until we liberate our lands. Uh, he denied to say who he was. He did give a first name. Um, Anyway, now that I have your attention, let's move on and let's fix the rest of the world. Only five minutes on Ukraine. Is that a record? I don't know. Uh, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy has finally... And you know, whenever I say his name, I, I think of that scene uh, in... Uh, uh, in uh, what, was, what was that Christmas movie with the little Kevin and the mother uh, um, suddenly realizes her son. She goes, Kevin! Lucia suddenly realizes her son is gone. Whenever I think of Kevin McCarthy, I think of that scene. Kevin! <laughs> House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy has finally unveiled the Republicans uh, um, and his assault on the economy. A 320-page bill full of proposed cuts. Let me see. I haven't read it yet. Uh, Republicans are going to cut something. Do you think it could be cuts to the poor and middle class? Or cuts in taxes to the rich, or both? Hmm. I started reading it, but my eyes glazed over, so I'll have to count on the news. Basically, the bill would cap federal spending a, at fiscal year 2022 levels, limit spending growth to 1% annually, impose work requirements for social programs, block Biden's contested student uh, debt relief plan, restrict federal rulemaking, claw back unspent COVID-19 money, Forced through the House GOP's pro-polluter energy package, the plan would expedite new oil drilling projects and repeal funding for internal revenue service agents, as well as uh, repeal electric vehicle and re uh, renewable tax credits. All for big oil. A lot of it, anyway. Um, briefly, it's going to make the poor poorer, help big oil, and help the 1%, and not touch the defense budget. Then, when the economy collapses, 
They can blame it all on Biden during an election year. That's what they do. It's it's the two Santa it's the two Santa Clauses again. Uh, this all to raise the debt limit for one year, and then they would go in further during the year and make more bills to help the wealthy in big oil. Summarizing the House GOP's measure, Social Security Works tweeted, the Republican default disaster plan crash, that was a hashtag by the way, crash the economy unless Democrats agree to massive cuts to programs uh, seniors, people with disabilities, and working families rely on to survive. The plan has no chance of passing the Democratic-led Senate and has been uh, attacked by Biden, who accused, accused the House GOP yesterday of pushing a plan that would take the country to a totally irresponsible debt default that could wreck the economy. And to pass the House, McCarthy will have to convince his own divided party. There are some sane Republicans who want the debt ceiling raised without kidnapping uh, um the uh, government uh, uh, and, and programs that are already paid for. And, and there are others who want no debt ceiling increase at all. A bit deeper, ex- uh, that, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she would let the, co- the country go into default, which would cost us trillions more if that happened. A bit deeper explanation is the bill would add work requirements in food stamps and to Medicaid. Uh, Under the package, childless, able-bodied adults 18 to 55 would be able to get food stamps only for three months out of every three years unless they are employed at least 20 hours a week or meet other criteria. Uh, Currently, the mandate applies to those ages 18 to 49. Uh, 55 is down for an unpalatable 65 that they offered before. And of course... Forcing people to work 20 hours a week would drive down wages again, right? We're already, we're already, uh, minimum wage is already $10 below what it should be if you compare it to 1972 levels, right? Um, It would also require certain adult Medicaid recipients to work uh, uh, perform community service or participate in an unemployment program for at least 80 hours a month or earn a certain minimum monthly income. It would apply to those ages 19 to 55, but not those who are pregnant, parents of defendant children, physic- physically or mentally unfit for employment or enrolled in uh, education or in substance abuse programs. Uh, Medicaid has never had a work requirement, but the Trump administration granted waivers to several states to impose such a mandate when he was in office. Biden then removed those restrictions. So if you want to vote Republican, you're voting against your best interest. The Supreme Court extended... uh, Let's try this a different way. The Supreme Court extended its restriction on the decision of restriction of Mifepristone in all jurisdictions. Please forgive the alliterative presentation. It's like a 1970s alliterative verse stage play. (laughs) The delay by the Supreme Court will take us to Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Is that why 
They want to wait until Friday because it's bad news. Do you think? Do you think? (laughs) If allowed to take effect, the appeals court ruling that has been put on hold would change the FDA's approval of the drug to seven weeks of pregnancy instead of the current 10 weeks and would terminate Food and Drug Administration policies adopted in 2016 to improve access to mifepristone. That year, the agency allowed patients to obtain the pill through the mail, retail pharmacies, and telemedicine prescriptions. Make no mistake, and I'm going to say this every day another one of these stories comes up, make no mistake, your choice, your body, is up for election in every district in this country. Moving on. Uh, Have you noticed how prices keep going up and corporations are making massive profits instead of reducing the price that you pay? Giving money to their investors who sit on their ass and do absolutely nothing, right? Monday, a report was published called Conspiring Against Competition, Illegal Corporate Price Fixing in the U.S. Economy, Uh, And it's by the Corporate Research Project of Good Jobs First. The report says capitalism is typically portrayed as a system of constant competition in which prices are determined by supply and demand. Producers of goods and services are said to constantly vie with one another in the quest for sales. Oh, what a fantasy that is. In truth, however... Large companies often evade competition and instead collude with one another to control markets to their mutual benefit and to the disadvantage of consumers who end up paying higher prices. This is the world of price fixing and other anti-competitive practices cooked up secretly by purportedly rival corporate executives. And, And, you know, mind you, some corporate executives on, are, are on several boards of competing companies. Let's not forget what's going on with Louis DeJoy, who runs the U.S. Mail Service and who has his own money invested in private mailing companies. Anyway, uh, the report states illegal price Pricing conspiracies have occurred in a wide range of industries affecting the cost of products ranging from everyday grocery items and auto parts to chemicals and electronic components. In industries such as financial services and pharmaceuticals, just about every major corporation or uh, subsidiary has been a defendant in one or more cases, right? Remember how much you, you were paying for eggs just a couple months ago? The egg industry reported Profits five or six times what they had in previous years, and they were doing this to you, right? Banks, credit card companies, and investment firms dominate the top tier. This is according to the the, uh, report. Accounting for nine of the ten most penalized corporations by total dollars. That's what banks, credit card companies, and investment firms are, do, are, are doing. If you're asking why isn't this illegal, the answer is it is illegal. <laughs> In a statement, Good Jobs First Research Director and re- Report Author Philip Matera said that 
Large corporations, which are supposed to be competing with one another, are often secretly conspiring to set prices. They are acting as a cancer. He didn't. He doesn't say this. This is what I say. They are acting as a cancer, and I've and I've used this example once uh, many times before. Cancer grows and consumes everything until the host dies. Right. In this case, the host is the economy and the lives of ordinary people. According to the report, of the more than 2,000 cases in which companies made payments to resolve civil and criminal price-fixing allegations, 357 were brought by the Antitrust Division of the U.S. Department, uh, U.S. Justice Department, and other federal regulators. Those yielded 20, $26 billion in penalties. Another 269 cases were brought by state attorneys general, worth $15 billion. 1,407 class action lawsuits were initiated by private plaintiffs, which ended up being $55 billion. Price fixing happens most frequently in business-to-business transactions, though the higher costs are often passed on to consumers. Apart from uh, finance and pharmaceuticals, the industries high on the penalty list include electronic components, uh, 8.6 billion in penalties, automotive parts, 5.3 billion, power generation, 5 billion, chemicals, almost 4 billion, healthcare services, 3.5 billion, and freight services, $3.4 billion. Uh, information technologies total is relatively low at only $1.7 billion. Apparently, reflecting that industry's heavy reliance on advertising rather than revenue from uh, users. 19 companies or their subsidiaries paid $1 billion or more each in price-fixing penalties. At the top of the list are Visa, six, over $6 billion. Deutsche Bank, almost $4 billion. Barclays, over $3 billion. MasterCard, over $3 billion. And Citigroup, almost $3 billion. The most heavily penalized non-financial company is Teva Pharmaceutical Industries, which, with its subsidiaries, has shelled out $2.6 billion in multiple generic delay cases. But apparently, all those penalties, all those billions and billions and billions of dollars in penalties are not enough since their record profits were enough to certainly offset any of those penalties. The report adds... Despite the billions of dollars corporations have paid in fines and settlements, price-fixing scandals continue to emerge on a regular basis, and numerous large corporations have been named in repeated cases. In other words, crime does pay because we aren't fining them enough. The, uh, the new report concludes... When a small number of companies dominate an industry, collusion is easier. Oligopolies are not just a cause of inflation. They exacerbate social and economic inequality and thus weaken democracy. Curbing their power will not only address price fixing, but also move us closer to a just society. And I've said it, I, I've said this many, many times many times. No corporation should have more than 20% of the market by, uh, by, by, uh, by city, 
by county, by state, by region, uh, uh, by country, period. As soon as that happens, they have to break them up. As soon as it happens, they have to be broken up. And anytime Democrats want to rein in corporate greed, guess who's there blocking it? Yeah, I know. Uh, So why do I need to cover this story? Why? Why? Uh, This guy isn't in politics. Why should I care? I don't care. And in fact, Republicans shouldn't care because they want to cut IRS funding that is used to go after the wealthy, which in comparison comparison to uh, those members who actually are in Congress, Hunter Biden is not wealthy compared to them. An IRS supervisory special agent who claims to have information about alleged mishandling and political interference in the ongoing criminal probe into Hunter Biden is seeking whistleblower protections to share the information with Congress, which, of course, they will give uh, because, you know, Congress is run by Republicans. Uh, Federal prosecutors have been investigating President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, since at least 2018 and have weighed bringing charges against him for tax crimes and a false statement. So far, no charges has been filed. GOP lawmakers in the House, meantime, have launched probes into the Biden family finances, as well as the so-called weaponization of federal government agencies. So wait, you're telling me Republicans are weaponizing the IRS while saying that the government shouldn't be weaponized and that the IRS should be cut, right? Okay. You know, if Hunter Biden dodged taxes, make him pay them and pay the fine. If you're willing to let Clarence Thomas refile thing, things years later, just let Hunter Biden do it too. However, if you want to make an example of him, let's also make an example of someone who really has a say in our government. Clarence Thomas. Hunter Biden is a private citizen. I don't give a flying fish what he does. Like what, like what I said there? Flying fish? <laughs> According to the letter, the IRS agent can, can provide information that contradicts sworn testimony before Congress from a high-ranking political appointee, uh, um, information about failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of the case, and examples of preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions and protocols that would normally be followed by career law enforcement professionals in similar circumstances if the subject were not politically connected. Now, that is different. And if true, something should be done. But I doubt it's true. It sounds like it's a Republican political hit job. Um... Some IRS and FBI investigators and Justice Department prosecutors have been at odds about the strength of the case during internal meetings last year. Some justice officials have raised qualms about whether the evidence is strong enough, while some agents have expressed their belief that uh, that they have enough evidence to bring charges. Does that sound familiar? It's because the same thing happened at the Manhattan DA's office and when Alvin Bragg had tried to have a trial against Trump. Originally, there was, there was, they didn't know if there was enough. Republicans continued to try and stop Alvin Bragg. 
This makes the Hunter Biden thing political because those who want Hunter Biden to be charged are the same ones who don't want Republicans to be to be charged. They don't want Trump to be charged. They don't want Clarence uh, Thomas to be removed from uh, from uh, uh, his seat for doing the same type of crimes. And what Hunter Biden did, he's not a politician. And what he did is usually a slap on a wrist and you pay a, a, a fine if he indeed did it. And that still hasn't been decided. The same ones who would let Trump go and not impeach Clarence Thomas want to arrest Hunter Biden for doing something even smaller because he's he's connected to Joe Biden. But he's not in politics at all. Nobody cares. Oh, wow. Um, yesterday, Trump appointee, federal judge, re- uh, a Trump appointee. We talked about her yesterday. The fe- that federal judge rejected an effort by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to block a congressional subpoena of a former prosecutor for that office who had been working on an investigation into Trump. Judge Mary Kay Viscosil ruled that she had no uh, standing to block the subpoena, writing that the House Judiciary Committee has claimed to have legitimate legislative purposes for its inquiry. She didn't ask to see any proof of this because these are just words. She said, the sole question before the court at at this time is whether Bragg has legal basis to quash a congressional subpoena that was issued with a valid legislative purpose. He does not. Mark Pomerantz will have to testify. During the hearing, Theodore uh, Boutros Jr., an attorney for Bragg, argued the subpoena raised serious federalism issues and concerns about separation of powers. Uh, Boutro said it is totally unprecedented for congressional committee a congressional committee to go after a local district attorney, uh, showing who she was, uh, who who she was on the side of. Judge Viscosil quickly replied, "It is also unprecedented for a local district attorney to bring an indictment of a former president." To which I would have said, "Most presidents haven't been caught committing crimes." But that wasn't said. Why didn't they say that? How many times have a president committed crimes? Uh, Nixon did. Reagan did. But they were crimes committed on the federal level. They weren't crimes committed on the local level. How many have been caught committing crimes on the local level? Never before in history. Donald Trump has done it numerous times. In Georgia. In Manhattan, in New York, he's done it numerous times and he's been caught for doing it because he's a businessman. This is tied to him being a businessman. It's also been tied to a political career, him collecting money from New York people from New York, but that's local. A spokesperson for Bragg said yesterday, we respectfully disagree with the district court's decision and are seeking a stay pending appeal. And it should be appealed because Viscosil was appointed by Trump in 2019. And she's always already been involved in a case where she sided with Trump and Fox News. 
She should have recused herself from this case. And that's what the challenge should probably be. And we will see if Alvin Bragg challenges it on that. Nobody else is saying that he would challenge it on that. But I would say that's a, that's a decent reason to challenge Viscosil's decision. Anyway, Viscosil denies, denied Bragg's request for a stay. Anyway, moving on. To one of your favorites, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She got spanked yesterday by her own party during a hearing with the Committee on Homeland Security, uh, which she shouldn't be on this committee. Seriously. Seriously, she should not be on this committee. Uh, 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 But let's not get confused. This committee is run by another Green, Tennessee Republican uh, Chairman Mark E. Green. So try to follow along. During the hearing, Swalwell brought up, Eric Swalwell, um, he brought up a, a past rhetoric from committee members, specifically Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has said we should defund the FBI. Being the nutball that she is, what does she do when she gets when she gets hold of the microphone? She changes the conversation that he had. Uh, argument class 101, we've talked about this uh, many times. If you don't like what you hear, change the discussion, right? Um, yeah, but. It's the yeah, buts. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah uh, uh, you say I do this, but you did this. After Swalwell yielded his time, Green responded. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. Of course, there was no evidence. And in fact, Swalwell was investigated and there was nothing there was no wrongdoing found so this was really inappropriate and there is no evidence and, and uh, rather there is evidence of her having uh, affairs right that has come out <laughs> but she was referencing an alleged uh, spy Christine Fang uh, Representative Daniel Goldman swiftly motioned to have Green's words taken down, which would strike them from the official hearing record and bar her from speaking. One committee member could be heard saying, completely inappropriate, though it is unclear who said this. It might have been a Republican. But the Republican on the panel overruled and Green refused to retract her comments. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was testifying. When Green began speaking again, she accused Mayorkas of letting fentanyl deaths occur. Uh, You hear about seizures of fentanyl every day, just about, right? There was another one today. I didn't even talk about that one. Or another one that came from yesterday. When Mayorkas began to say, Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it uh, go on. Green jumped in and shot back with, no, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. You are letting this go on and the numbers prove it. The top Democrat on the panel, Benny Thompson of Mississippi, interjected, seeking to get Green's words taken down from the record for a second time. Even when given an opportunity to withdraw her remarks, Green refused, calling someone a liar on the panel. The panel's Republican chairman then ruled that Green could not speak the rest of the hearing. Chairman Mark Green of Tennessee said, 
it's pretty clear that the rules state you can't impugn someone's character. Identifying or calling someone a liar is unacceptable in this committee, and I make the ruling that we strike those words. He then clarified the rules. When we strike it, when we strike, he's talking about the words, it does terminate the time of the individual who is speaking. So the gentle lady is no longer recognized. Smack. (laughs) Green eventually left in a huff because she was no longer allowed to speak. She couldn't say anything. A source close to Green said the chairman was furious with the congresswoman's behavior and planned to privately reprimand her and also said he would encourage Speaker Kevin McCarthy to remove her from the committee if she ever had an outburst like that again. But after she came out of Green's office, uh, uh, she doubled down on her rhetoric and her response to press, accusing her Republican colleague of doing the bidding of Benny Thompson and the Democrats. In response to the situation, Mr. Swalwell took to Twitter and wrote, The hardest thing I do every day is to wait, feed, and dress three little monsters who are five and under. Dealing with this crazy lady's delusions is like dunking in Oz. Which I'm not sure what dunking in Oz means. I tried to look it up, but you know what? It's probably a basketball reference, and I don't really care that much for basketball. I have no idea what it means. Someone, you can tweet to me. What does, what is, when he says... Um, dealing with this crazy lady's delusions is like dunking in Oz. Please tell me what that means. I have no clue. I really don't. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Let's cleanse our palate with uh, something that will destroy our palate. Today, Elon Musk planned to launch SpaceX uh, Starship on 420. He's all 420 gung-ho. SpaceX's fully integrated Starship and super heavy rocket launched for the first time. The test flight successfully launched but failed to separate and ended up with rapid, unplanned, this is what they call it, ended up rapid, unplanned disassembly. This is this is a term that they have a few minutes into, into the flight. It ended up with rapid, unplanned disassembly a few minutes into the flight. That's what they said. In other words, it blew up. Rapid, unplanned disassembly. Oh my God, that's hilarious. They they actually have an acronym. It's called RUD. It ended up with RUD, Rapid Unplanned Disassembly, which is an explosion. <laughs> oh man! Hey, how's your how's your how's your week going? It's Thursday, man. Tomorrow's Friday. I, I had a horrible day yesterday. Uh, starting with yesterday's uh, yesterday's. Uh, uh, yesterday's uh, report that I did. It was just horrible, and I'm sorry about that. And plus, it lasted too, way too long. Four, what was it, 49 minutes? Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, this one's much lower at 36 minutes. I, Man, I gotta tell you, I appreciate you so much. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Thursday, April 20th, 2023. I truly appreciate you unbelievably so much. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. 
PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclubs, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to give me a news story or just say hi. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people, at least it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.